timed me out if I ever heard that. <laughs> that was adorable. Well, thanks, little Meowgy, for, for meowing us in there. Hi, Suze. Hello there. How are you? Oh, I'm doing real well. I feel like I'd be doing better if there were, like, an animal on my lap. Where the heck are you, Bo? She's still mad at me from I camping. I know. I know. She hasn't recovered Someone's yet. Someone's keeping me company over here. Hmm. It's very cute. Yes. I wish I would love more snuggling. I wish she was even snugglier. Yeah, what happened to your cat? What do you mean, the snuggle Yeah. Thing? I think she's just standoffish, man. Yeah. And I just want love. I need it. Yeah, maybe if you try to like do the opposite, like try to like like not care, give right. her the cold Shun shoulder, her. shun her, make her maybe. desperate for your affection. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. work on it. I, I do mean, cast I a cold know. shadow, so I hear. When well, I, I mean, you know, where do you think when she learned I shun it? People. <laughs> right, she is my daughter. <laughs> right, the elf doesn't fall far from the room. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm glad you're back yes. from your voyage or vacation, and yep. All happy now. Oh. Um, I have so much to talk about today. Oh, I love that. Okay, first of all, people first of have all, been I love sending, when she starts like yeah. that. That means we're well, getting real serious, long, real fast. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of a long thing, and I want to preface this by saying, listen, I know I talk about a lot of dumb shit. Literally, we talk about shit and yes. poop all the time on here. Correct. I'm not above it. Never. Whatevs. Mm-hmm. However, yes. people keep sending me things saying, like, you guys have to talk about, like, this Wayfair scandal. <gasps> this Oh, my God. whole thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, trending. Everyone's talking about sex trafficking and <sighs> conspiracy theories. And then Jeffrey Epstein and mm-hmm. Jizz Lane and Madeline McCann and John mm-hmm. Binet and all this stuff. And it's like, I get it. We all have those moments where this stuff is appealing and we want to talk about it. Mm. Here's why I really don't want to. Mm-hmm. I read, I was having this feeling, but then last night I read this article in the Atlantic about, it was called like how to have a fake baby. And it was about what? these sort of like rampant ugh, conspiracies about celebrity babies not being either, you know, when they said Beyonce was like not really pregnant and they've said that about Kim Kardashian and they like think Benedict Cumberbatch has like make-believe children and he's in the sham marriage. There's all these weird celebrity Mm -hmm. conspiracies and Mm -hmm. it was unpacking why women in particular are so drawn to these quote-unquote rabbit holes. They always say, I went down a rabbit hole on the internet and um, now I think... You know, Jeffrey Epstein uh, abducted John Vinay Ramsey or whatever. Is it really women who are more prone to this? Well, so the the article is describing how normal conspiracy theories, like let's say nine eleven, right, that tends to be more of a male right. driven thing. But mm-hmm. these like baby ones and pregnancy and sex mm-hmm. trafficking and all that that tends to be more women. Is it because it plays on the biggest fear? Is it just the biggest fear of each of those individuals? One, like, that, I don't know, there's some other form of power, and for women, it's, like... Yeah, yeah, they were saying that, like, you know, this is a way that women kind of make sense of chaos in the world, and there's a lot of chaos right now, and I think that's why a lot of these things are ramping up. And also, they were kind of suggesting that there's misogyny here, like, women against women, where it's, like... Mm -hmm. 
we're weirdly like suspicious of other women's pregnancies and yeah. and girlfriends and wives of celebrities and stuff where it's kind of this weird um patriarchy thing but that women are are perpetuating mm-hmm. so basically i just am wanting <laughs> our listeners to maybe i mean we all have those moments where like conspiracy theory is appealing and we're like ooh, that's interesting right, right, right. but maybe just like whenever you start to fixate on stuff like that i want to encourage them to like <laughs> go down a different path for instance yeah. last night i watched on pbs they had a documentary called the vote and it was about the fight for women's right to vote mm-hmm. and i'm watching it and i'm thinking this is the kind of thing that i want women to be spending their time on Mm -hmm. this is the kind of thing that we ought to be putting our energy and effort into is like learning about history and the world and making a better place and Mm -hmm. doing our part and instead we're like hey i think britney is being held captive which she probably is but you can't do anything about it right oh so i don't know i just wanted to see what you think about it you know so when it comes to, because I asked this when I was, well, not this exactly, but I'll tell you. When I was in, I can't remember what class it was in. I think it was my life cycles and aging class in school. And we talked about how, we were talking about, my, one of my professors is one of the leading uh, uh, like therapists and, and specialists on fertility or infertility and Mm -hmm. treating couples that are dealing with infertility. So I was asking him about celebrity pregnancies and things like that. And how can we see so many women who are, you know, older, who are pregnant and and all this stuff. And he said, because surrogacy is so popular because it's Mm -hmm. happening all the time. And often they're not at a certain age, they're no longer, they're they're probably using egg, like egg donors and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the pro, it's kind of like when I was talking the a few weeks ago about the and I got all fired up about uh, hair transplants and men and how nobody talks about it. It just creates <laughs> this like this this when you when you think that like what is it like one third of women have experienced a miscarriage mm-hmm. and then you see older celebrity. older female celebrities getting pregnant and having twins and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't come out and say, oh, yes, I used a surrogate and Mm -hmm. I got pregnant like this. That there's this, it's like the pendulum swings in the other direction. Like we go too far with with the, like it, it almost, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it makes us feel a little bit better to maybe about, the times where we had very real human experiences and when we there are these people who get put on pedestals that that seem almost immune to real human experiences mm-hmm. and and that it's like that uh shout and fraud thing mm-hmm. right yeah that that we just have to believe that everything couldn't be that perfect it must be yes there must be more to the story yes and i just I think it might be a red flag if you're on Wayfair and you see an expensive cabinet and your mind automatically jumps to sex trafficking. Oh, but the, the, it really did kind of, it, I mean, I, for a minute, like saw that trending and was like, that's, I, I, it creep, it's very creepy, but yes, I agree. Well, but I think, and I'm not saying you're crazy to think that I'm saying 
it tells us something about where we are in the world that we don't oh. we don't trust politicians, yeah. we don't trust the media, right. we don't right. trust scholars, we right. don't trust anything. So then that opens things up to everybody's out to get you and it yeah. sparks paranoia. Yeah. And you know, maybe we're missing things that actually are right in front of us because we're busy down these quote unquote right. rabbit holes looking for things that aren't actually yeah. there. When that's that is very pl- possible because like it could just be the difference of a, a, a decimal point because mm-hmm. my tent that I love so much, <laughs> I got at the Goodwill for 2.99 because somebody wrote down the tag wrong and it should have been 29.99 and I got the deal of the century because of a decimal place error. Right. And this could have easily been a decimal place error because even the descriptions, have you like in the, yeah, there's like a thousand million things that could be. Well, and be. I think, okay, maybe it is sex trafficking and what do I know? Okay. But yeah. maybe we should explore mm-hmm. all the things that might be <laughs> before we get to like there is a human being being shipped in a cabinet. Yeah, and also I think, uh, you know, the old, I don't know why this, this, and maybe this sounds silly that this is what came up for me when you said that, but the whole think globally, act locally thing, you know, it's like uh, policing the internet and doing this kind of stuff or, or or getting fired up about this, you know, when, when maybe you're like, what's the relationship with your own children? What's the, uh, uh, how, like, could this time be used to maybe benefit somebody close to you in a, in a way that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. I'm just saying maybe maybe leave that to the FBI and we'll you could watch a documentary about how we got the right to vote because yes. <laughs> it is such a great documentary. It's streaming on PBS for free so you can just watch it on your laptop or whatever. And my god, when you see what what they were up against yeah. and you realize what a miracle it is that we did eventually get the right to vote. Yeah. It's really oh. inspiring. And just the intersection as well of like there was a big problem with like do we let women vote first or do we let african-american men vote first and how (sighs) it put pit the two groups against each other and how um black folks were like no we have to go first because they're killing us and white women were like but but we have a better chance you know whatever it was just fascinating looking at the politics of it and like the intersection mm-hmm. of race and class and um gender that's fascinating and then yeah how lucky it is that it all ended up at least working out in terms of on paper everyone being now there's still like the equivalent of the poll tax and stuff like that going on with voting yeah. you know how they get rid of all the voting areas and all that right mm. right and like particularly people of color and um you know, low-income communities get screwed, but... Yeah, and, you know, just general being disenfranchised and, you know... Yeah, and but it, this is why it was so good to see because it's like you can see how it all works and you can empower yourself with knowledge yes. and information about how to avoid yes. it and things like that. This yeah, is really good. and then you can... Because it, it's one of those bottom-up or top-down mm-hmm. things, you know, and and you... That you have you have to do like the the local like yeah learn learn about what's going on right in your neighborhood. If you don't like that, well t- look take a look into the background of the people who are on the board of like I don't know directors for the school district or or for you know I don't know that energy can just be put towards something that makes an impact close. I mean, to you for that the record, I 
I definitely do think Britney Spears is being held. Oh, against. for sure. I do <laughs> too. Just, you know. 100 million percent. I am like that all situation is hashtag not free, normal. Not normal. And thank goodness. I hope, I wonder when this is going to come out, but I know she has a hearing coming up too. <laughs> I so. know. I hope she, you know, free Britney. But I mean, like we can just say that and move on and learn other yes. things in the meantime. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's thing so learned- many poo stories. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> One thing we learned recently, though, was how much we love Magic Spoon cereal. Oh, yes. it is so yummy and healthy. You guys are going to love it. Zero grams, uh, zero sugar. There's 11 grams of protein. And they have four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Tastes mm. amazing. It's great as a snack or as a breakfast. Keto-free, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, <laughs> and GMO-free. Because, you know, everyone loves cereal, but nobody wants to eat garbage for breakfast. So this is a nice way to do, uh, you know, scratch the itch, but stay healthy. Go to magicspoon.com slash brain candy to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code brain candy at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. So there you go. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash brain candy and use the code brain candy for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. There will never be an age that I will hit where I don't want to eat cereal. Absolutely. And I feel like I've just hit that, that, that I probably hit the the bottom part where I'm only going to start wanting it more. <laughs> and then I have kids and it's like around me more because then they have cereal. This is exact. Like, I love it. There's nothing better than It's one of the joys like, of life. Yeah. You know, a, a, a Sunday afternoon, you know, I do maybe you indulge in some funny cigarettes and you just <laughs> watch cigarettes. a funny movie and uh, you eat some cereal in. right out of the box. What ifs? Cocoa, please. Whenever I posted on Instagram the video of me going through my nightstand and showing what was in the drawer. Oh, my God. Was, I missed that. Oh, my God. You have to send donuts, it to me. Donuts, yeah. of course, Fritos, and chicken and a biscuit crackers. And someone wrote... You have the munchies from those edibles you ate at night. I'm like, 100%. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that, though. Anyway, I also uh, read an article about... um, Just real quick. That's really funny when you said that. The time for our recording was at 420. I'm just saying. (gasps) See? Go ahead. My God. (laughs) I'm in the wavelength. Okay. I read an article about the history of the ice cream truck. It was so good. Oh. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. Are you one of those, like, if you heard it right now, would you go out? The entertainer. Um, that's, that is so funny. Are there any other ice cream songs or is that the one? No, they, sometimes I've heard, like, It's a Small World. Oh, like yeah, that. I don't like when they do yeah. that. Don't do that no. to me. <laughs> don't do that. If you heard the... Like, ice cream truck right now, would you be tempted? Would you go out? No. If I were 10, yes. Really? You're oh, so disciplined. Sh- well, only just because I don't... I, I learned the, the uh, uh, mm, damaging effects of blue dye number whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know... What would you have chosen back in the day, though? Oh, I liked anything with g- the gumball eyeballs. Oh, and yeah. it, it didn't even feel like ice cream. Like the texture was like soft but hard at the same time. And there was something, it was almost like early ASMR. I liked how oh. it felt to like squish it in my, like I liked how it felt to bite into that. 
that kind of oh, yeah. ice cream and like it felt good it's so it's a singular experience and i just yes <laughs> it, it, and i just loved it and so i would go for like the tweety bird my only oh, wow. or like uh the ninja turtle that was also a big oh my God, i was also a big character. fan of that i uh, yes i would because they had the gumball eyeballs you can't get eyeballs mm-hmm. that are out of gumball if you don't have like face to put it's it on yeah anthropomorphized yes and uh <laughs> let me think i'm trying to think yeah, you know what? I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the chocolate ones back then because, like, they always seemed to be me- more melty. Probably because, mm. yeah, yeah. It was. Okay. It was about like, and I didn't like the drip factor. But if I were at school and they had like an ice cream, they did have like an ice cream truck that was by school, and I would always get a big stick. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're going, go all in. Yeah. You know, some the, the, this gal likes a big stick, and you know what? Some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> my silent laugh she Def- likes a big stick everybody now tell me about oh your favorite okay. you know what i love no, nothing many like years. a penis joke and an ice cream truck <laughs> in an ice cream truck story i know best right of both worlds. oh that's terrible for many years i would go for the orange push-up oh yes I love the flintstone those. one is it flintstone yes Flintstone push pop. Yes, that totally. was probably in your neighborhood only, like ritzy people. <laughs> you always say that. Anything is like sometimes. Anytime it's something that like you don't know what it is. So and I could have been it's like East classic. Coast, West Coast. You're like it's because you were in a it's ritzy you had neighborhood. Money. I'm like, yeah, middle. It's because you guys could pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You and your well, tan carpet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Okay. So. Yeah, I like that. I also like, do you know that one? They had it in chocolate and strawberry. It was on a stick and yep. it was covered Crunchy in like crumble. Outside. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I oh, love those. The, and those it was like a good. strawberry. Cr- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a fan, but I do know what you're talking about. Those are so good. Yeah. Okay. So I was fascinated because so much of what made the ice cream truck possible was the just simple technology of a stick in ice cream because this seems obvious now, but... You can imagine if you'd only had ice cream in a bowl, having a stick involved would have made no sense. So, ah. because, you know, how are you going to put it? Because it was just the cone or nothing. And so, once they devised that technology that kind of created the, like, chocolate coating, then they figured out, okay, but it's too melty and mm-hmm. the drip factor that oh, Sarah see, hates. That's, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is a real they thing. Really, yeah, they didn't like that either. And so this guy created this stick technology. <laughs> and then also they went from the push cart situation to, uh-huh. you know, trucks. Is that and refrigerated so now, truck? Like refrigerated? Yeah, that which, was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it started with like a pickup truck where it was like a fridge in the back and then he yeah. would jump out and get it for you. But then once like they had the step down where they could go from the driver's seat right back into that back area. Yeah. I mean, they were rolling with all cylinders at that point. Yeah. Now, what year did this start? So that started real early, like, you know, the fifties or something, but then things got real tricky in the seventies because evidently who knew there was a scandal. Good humor was fined because they falsified 244 records to hide that the fact that they had bacteria <gasps> and 10% of their stock was contaminated for years. <gasps> Good humor. The, the irony. Gross. Like, gross. 
Oh. So nasty. Apparently one of their, like, the plants that made the yeah. ice cream had a bit of a hygiene problem. <laughs> So anyway, they kind of went out of business, and that's when things went downhill. That was 1975, and after that, it was more like... But Good Humor has totally come back full... They're like... Right? They're alleging that those trucks that are out there now are just like the same ones from like 1975. That's what they're saying in this article. So so do you think at one time it was... Like a company that did it, and then it was Fran, and then it's like now it's individual. What do you? What? Yeah, it was good humor, and then they started like franchising it, mm-hmm. and then after the um, de- debacle with the falsified records, then they were like, "Fuck this, we're going to just do we're grocery out. stores." So <laughs> we're out of the ice, we're out of the truck game, right, and now and it it's like just like rogue Wayfair cabinets. <laughs> oh my god, that is so <laughs> funny! No, it's terrible. I, I mean, that's not funny, but it's funny. Oh my god! This this article was in the SmithsonianMag.com, and it was saying how it com- like ice cream trucks were very American because they combine four things that we all love in America, which is mobility, yep. novelty, mm-hmm. instant gratification, yep. and convenience. And those yep. are not that does not speak well of us. As a One nation. would also uh, these maybe throw processed food on there. Oh yeah, we love that. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, like garbage. A pillar of the. <laughs> it's in our constitution. It's like, yeah, it's like I don't know. Represents one of the stars or something on the flag. I, don't know. I mean, but there is something about when you hear that noise. And I know. It really does feel special, even if you have ice cream in your freezer. It's different. But like, okay, so here's the thing. How? So this is. Just, I like to do this with anything. What are the elements? Like you said, the elements of that 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 we like. So we like something that's mobile. We yeah. like something that's convenient. We like we something like something that's immediate. Immediate. So there's no delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And convenient and mobile and yeah. And All so that stuff. if novelty and novelty. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're shallow assholes. Well, no, I think. Well, yeah, but I think you just <laughs> you just have to take like that's why. Okay, I link this to. Um, do you do you see on Instagram like all the, like the food videos that'll be yeah. like, for a while the ice cream that that you could shave into the little ribbons was really popular. I don't shave. know that one. Okay, so they would take cream like like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, sweet cream and they would put mm-hmm. it over. Uh, a frozen piece of metal or like a frozen block. Yeah. And then you can scrape it off. It would turn into like ice cream and you scrape it in this way that it almost makes these ribbons. Like it curls up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they make it into like a rose shape or whatever. That I think is the same. We love that kind of cart stuff or in other countries. It's the same as like a, a, why we love a fair. Like not a, a or fair, like but yeah, yes, like a like fair food, like that you get mm. like dipping the corn dog and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we love novelty, man. Yeah, so maybe you can create like novelty at home with those same kind of like elements and just you know like uh, we don't do it as much now. But we should probably get back in the habit of this. Um, I when Ren and I first started dating, I used to only allow us to eat ice cream out of. My uh, like retro y like ice cream sundae, you know, like the the uh, oh, ice the cream sundae, 
they're not bowl. They're like almost like cups, but a bowl. Like, how do you even describe them? They're like fifties malt. Yeah. They're on a stand. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah. And I was like, we're only eating ice cream out of this. Cause it like adds a little I novelty like to cute. it. And so like, you know, I don't know. Because now I'm not going to be getting any ice cream off of any ice cream trucks. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah, you can can it with that bacteria. Yeah. So maybe I'll just like, I don't know, say like, hey, Lexi, as we call her when we don't want her to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Play the entertainer and then I'll go to the (laughs) fridge and grab my special bowls. There you go. Yeah. I love that. Just create the Pavlovian effect. Yeah, we don't need you in your stupid truck. I love this article. (laughs) Me too. Um, okay, so there you go. That's the scoop on that. Oh, the um, scoop. Oh, that was adorable and unintentional. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. But one follow-up question: What yes. would you? What about Lincoln? Does he like an ice cream truck? Because there's got to be those he rolling would. through your school or your neighborhood. They're not. Mm, he would love it. it. What do you mean they're not coming? Maybe because the hill is too steep. I've never seen one ever. <laughs> Maybe it's hard to park. Maybe they're just not a part of the California landscape anymore. Yeah. When's the last time you saw one? A long time ago, right? The, the when I lived in a, a neighborhood in Orange County, when I lived in Coto, they definitely came Get through there. Get out of here! Yeah, they totally did. I bet they made a mint. I'm sure they did. They probably charged three times as much, and <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing. That's a real racket. Yeah, my little brother used to take. Remember AYSO soccer, and they would sell candy bars. Did you ever do that? It was like no. C's candy bars that were a dollar a piece and you had to yeah, sell them okay. to like raise money oh, for yeah. your AYSO soccer team. Mm-hmm. My brother, when no joke, he was like eight years old. He went door to door selling them for $2 a piece. I remember. And I was like appalled and you were like, no, it's entrepreneurial. He was like <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Killed it. Yeah. I was then like didn't come home that night and we had to call. My mom called the police. First of all, why did she let him go to door to door by himself? I mean, so. that's, remember, that's when I, what I did, and that's when that guy answered the door with no pants <gasps> on. Oh, my God. I was selling right. candy bars. And he bought two candy bars for the record. I bet he did. Like, I continued on with my sales pitch, even oh though he was pantsless. Oh, my God. You continued with your sales <laughs> Well, this is what she's we nothing teach if not dedicated. Like, closers, what is it? Always be closing. <laughs> Always be closing. Everything but that guy is But robe. it's also because this is what we teach girls to do. Like, don't oh. make them feel uncomfortable. Ew. Meanwhile, he's, you know, he's buying Wayfair cabinets, if you know what I mean. Ew. <laughs> Stop <laughs> being hilarious and gross and hilarious. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, anyway. That's so funny. There was yeah. an article in the New York Times, which I found interesting, about, um, you remember how we were talking about how there was some problems with Scrabble, like, oh no, it was crossword puzzles. Oh yes, how they were totally yeah. the patriarchy was like, sexist. Yeah, yeah whatever. Sexist. Well, now this is about Scrabble. Oh no. Um, they now, thankfully, are not allowing racial slurs to be played in tournaments anymore. That was a thing they allowed. Yeah. Oh, because it's any word any in the word. stupid Scrabble dictionary. Yeah. Yes, and so. <gasps> It was a big debate, and I found it so interesting because 
like to us, this seems obvious. Like, of course you wouldn't want racial slurs, but to the players and including many black players, they're like, listen, we're not in this for like the words meaning the words meaning is irrelevant. This is a vehicle for us to get points. Yeah. And so they're kind of mad because it makes the gameplay harder. Huh. And then interesting. Okay. Because then what falls into a racial slur and like, what if it has a double meaning? It made me wonder, like, like the word I think of is cracker. Cracker would be allowed. Okay. Because like, who cares about offending white people? I mean, really, but well, yeah. And like, that's not even a thing, really. Yeah, I know. It's like the one that people go to, though. But I'm just like thinking of... <laughs> I had... And I was in a, a racial studies class. What do they call it? Race class. It was called race class and society or something like that. And uh, uh, which now they should definitely change the name of because that's not politically correct. But uh, uh, the professor what asked... What part's not politically correct? Like race is a social construct. So I think it should be called oh. like... Um, uh, like heritage, mm. like class and and something else or something like that. I don't know, maybe or mm-hmm. or have just a different name or be called like like social justice or something or social. I think maybe if they just called it racism, that'd be yeah. right. At least yes. we know that's real. There you go. We know that. There you go. I like that. Mm. Going to petition to Cal State Long Beach. Um, but the professor asked, like, what is a slur for white people? And yeah. you can't even think of one. So there you go. And it's right. like none of them, nobody's offended by them. So that doesn't count. Yeah, nobody's ever died right. as a result. And exactly. had to hear that so, word like, as they were lynched. So that's good yeah. that they did that. But there are a lot of other ones that, of course, do. So, like, I mean, I get the player's point. But what do you, what do you think? Well, because, well, the player's... I always am very careful when I hear somebody making the argument about the slippery slope because uh-huh. I'm just that mm-hmm. tends to be a way for people to excuse shitty things and be yeah. like, yeah, but where do we stop? Right. You know, is every word offensive? And it's sort of like, well, what if we just stopped with, you know, the N word and the yes. other ethnic slurs yes. or, and like the F word for gay people and stuff like that? Yes. Um, cause it really isn't a slippery slope. And if we're all honest, we all know that. And so, I don't know. It felt like they were saying like, where do you draw the line? But it's like, how about we just draw the line <laughs> where we're saying at right. racial slurs? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was an interesting conversation because for players, the words really, somebody yes. said Scrabble is a, a, a numbers game disguised as a word game. And I thought that was an interesting way to put it. Uh, Absolutely. It totally is a number. Yes. Yeah. And these are the sets of numbers that go together that are allowed to be played together. And I'm sure certain words are helpful to them, you know, and those weird words that they use, like that aren't really words, but they're words. Yeah. Anyway. um, Interesting. This is a crazy time, so I just want to take a minute to encourage people, if you're feeling sad, anxious, uh, scared, depressed, any of those things, that you can give BetterHelp a try, which is an online um, counseling and therapy service. And I just really like that it's so convenient that people can contact their, uh, you know, 
professional counselor via their mm. phone or their computer for, you know, 24 hours a day. So you feel maybe less alone because things are bonkers right now. Yes. If you have trouble with relationships, I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that because we're all cooped up inside as well. Um, BetterHelp is a great option. You can um, get a great therapeutic match for whatever needs you may have. It's affordable. It's convenient. It's professional. And we want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash brain candy. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp com slash brain candy. I mean, we need all the help we can get. I, we sure do. There is nothing better than some good therapy. I mean, if anybody knows that. <laughs> right. We're in favor. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And, and it also is kind of complicated how, like, you know how there's, there, it's not like black people are a monolith. So some mm-hmm. black people would be against this right. change and right. some people would be for it. And so it can be complicated figuring out like, wait, so what do we do? It is. Oh, I mean, man. There's always I don't have the answer. in the mix. Right. Right. Bitch, bitch oh, my crazy. goodness. Cra- yes. I mean, I, it's so interesting. I just want to know family dynamics of all of these. Like, I want to know what upbringings were like. I just... For like every, the, everybody, just everybody. <laughs> everyone just like in the world. Everyone in the world. I just, I'm like, I, I just want to know what, what, was, what was it like for you? Interesting. Right? I'm in the right profession. People are complicated, man. They're so complicated. You know, I had a, a, a supervisor once who told me that people are like puzzles and some people are 12-piece puzzles and some people are 1,000-piece puzzles. Yeah. I feel like everybody's a 1,000-piece puzzle. That's what I think, Sarah. I do. Almost I really everybody. do. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's almost like one of those, you just have to zoom in. And sometimes each, the, those maybe those 12 pieces are made yep. up of like 12 more, you know, mm-hmm. that we just can't see. That. And so you got to zoom in. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Moving on. Yes. Uh, We've kind of talked about this before, but I read a New Yorker article about kind of like erasing memories. There was a... Oh, that freaks me out so much. (laughs) Yep. Go. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about it again, because it's like, we've talked about it, but this is so interesting. Well, the person that they focused on was a woman who is a scholar of memories, and she went to school for this because... Her father was in the Holocaust. He was, I I don't know if it was Auschwitz or not, but he was in a concentration camp and never spoke about it and refused to talk about it with her. Mm -hmm. And of course she understood why, but she wanted to learn about memories and whether you can in fact Mm -hmm. access painful things without being re-traumatized. And if so, how that would look. Mm -hmm. And if you could kind of, alter your memories to be almost like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind kind of thing mm-hmm. where maybe you get rid of them all together if they're too painful. Mm-hmm. And so they were just talking about the, the ways that memory is so complicated and how I'm sure you've heard this. They, they've done experiments where they presented four stories from your childhood to you. And one of them is not true. One of them didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. And was fake, but it included 
details that sound true, like they reference like people you actually related to and whatever, like they would tell them they got lost in the mall when they were a child Mm -hmm. and they would name the mall that was the one they would go to when they were a child. So it seems kind of real. Yeah, you put and, the elements together and then our brain naturally yeah. fills in the details of the story and then exactly. we think it was real. Yeah, and 25% of the people remembered it oh truly God. and believed that it happened to them. Yeah. Oh and they my were saying <laughs> that, I mean, this is something we know, but memory is like a Wikipedia page. So mm-hmm. uh, you can change it and mm-hmm. not only can you change it, but other people can change it. And how fucked up that is in Cuckoo mm-hmm. Crazy... And it, remembering something is the very thing that makes it vulnerable, as we know. Mm-hmm. Once you kind of retrieve a memory, every time you do that, you change it a little bit, even if you don't realize it. And they were just sort of looking into, like, can you erase fear associated with memory? And they were arguing that you can. Um, like, by presenting a bad memory repeatedly without anything bad happening, yes. you can lessen that fear, right? Yes. Like exposure therapy. That's a, 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 a EMDR. What's that stand for? Eye movement rapid desensitization. It's a very, very, very helpful form of therapy that I see insane results for. Mm-hmm. Because it's reprocessing the trauma that you experienced through the lens of an adult with the understanding that you have in this present moment, not the limited scope of the world and the fear, like then the, the the place that you were in your mind when you experienced that trauma or whatever the memory was. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a tricky thing because you know, in order to know whether this is going to work, you have to access something that's very painful. Yeah. Um, but they, they were arguing that this is, this can help conditioning with in addicts. Like it wasn't clear to me how they meant that, but that just, that there was hope and there's working on it and they're thinking that this sort of exposure therapy in a safe environment can be helpful to people that have suffered real pain. One thing just as an aside that I thought was so interesting was how, excuse me, when they're, when the father finally did open up about the Holocaust, he was saying how the physical pain wasn't the main issue. It was the indignity of it. And I thought that was really interesting. Like if you apply it to something in your life that was painful, Mm -hmm. that's probably the true for you too. Mm. And I liked having that sort of laid out in front of me. Yeah, what it was about the thing. Yeah, because then Mm -hmm. you can look at it and you can realize how to kind of make, how to build that up again. (laughs) What do I need to feel like I have my dignity back? And wouldn't you agree that so often what can be painful is like, because let's say you have a rape or some sort of situation like that, Mm -hmm. physical abuse. Mm -hmm. The first time you open up about it, someone might not believe you depending on who you tell. Most so then you've been thing. re-traumatized, yeah. right? Yep. yep, yep, yep. So now it isn't maybe even about the physical act. It's about the indignity of both being yes. through that, but also the indignity of not being believed. Yes. Um, but in the end, the, the essence of the article oh, oh, really yeah. stuck with me was that memory is not what you think you were in the past. It's what you are now. So every time oh, yeah. you, you know, okay. Let's say you think, like, for instance, I thought I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy. 
whatever. Only as an adult did I look back and think like, whoa, that was really bonkers. And it changed my feeling about certain yes. things Yes, that weren't painful at the time. Mm-hmm. But then when I retrieved those memories and reprocessed them, mm-hmm. they became painful. And that's sort mm-hmm. of something that I think a lot of people go through when they reflect on their childhood. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the <sighs> essence of the article was. But you, it, you have to reflect it. it, it you have to... You know, I think, and maybe this is the, like, the positive reframe, like, that I, I tend to do or, like, try to look at, like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, gro- more, like, growth mindset of, like, what about those elements made, oh, my God, Susie, our frickin' book club book. Which one? The, uh, 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 what is it called? <laughs> Please help me. Uh, uh, yours. Your pick. For this month? Yes, that's so beautiful. One of the best books Untamed. I've ever read. Untamed. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'll cry when I say this. The most beautiful line ever. Oh, I don't even know why I get emotional because I read it. And it was so sweet. It says the most beautiful life, or that the best life is a true and beautiful one, not mm-hmm. one that's perfect, not yeah. one that that we don't want all the good. We don't want because like a re- you reflected on that time as like beautiful and wonderful. And it was the things that were like the struggles and the the good times and the bad times that created that, you know? Mm-hmm. When we mm-hmm. think back on what our best are our, our the thing we're most proud of and the thing that we're like the feel the best for accomplishing it was, it always comes with a struggle. It always comes with that. So like everybody has to embrace that. That book's the best ever. And oh my god, it makes me <laughs> cry. And it's so ridiculous. Because the story Wait, in it is so it beautiful. Why make you cry? Oh, okay. So What's happening right now? I know. It's because I just read it like last night or something. And, really? and I told it yes. you. Oh my god, it's like the best book. Oh, Aww. that does my heart. So I'm there's so some, sorry that I've like hit a, made like, you cry. No, no, it's so good. I think this is so important because I think people can get locked into those memories. And they can, like, mm-hmm. create this narrative that their, their life, that, like, they, you get to choose what you look at. You get to choose what parts you see. You can see the pain. You can see the suffering. And you can dwell on that as pain and suffering. Or you can look at the, the pain that's, like, a real part of the human existence. And you can see the growth, the resilience, the strength, the determination, all that stuff. And the story changes. And the person's, mm-hmm. it becomes, it uh, goes from being a sad story to a story of hope. Mm-hmm. And like, so, oh, this is the part that makes me cry. So, oh. I know it's so, it's so silly, but there was a, no. the woman who wrote the book, she helps like, co- like is like, I guess a life coach. Like I still haven't really gathered hundred percent of what she does, like besides <laughs> being an amazing author, but this woman wrote her and she said, I have a son who's terminally ill and he, you know, it's, it's so difficult and it's so painful. And how do I find joy and how do I find pain? So she instructed the mom to write the most beautiful heart, like the most true and beautiful story about a mother and a son. Mm-hmm. This, the, the woman wrote back and said, the most beautiful and true story wasn't about the most perfect life. It wasn't about, you know, a, a perfect, a person who has a, a, a able-bodied child and who was like the most true and beautiful story was the one that she was living and it was like the sweetest most 
you know, I was like, oh my God, I can't take that. It's so sweet. And I was like sitting there and it was like when I was camping. So I was like in nature and thinking about all this. And now I'm like a crying hot mess and look what you well, did to me. But it's beautiful. No, no. I mean, it is. And I think the takeaway for me is about empowering us. Yes. That first of all, memories aren't fixed. So, right. you know, you can access them and reprocess them and make changes really to how you see it. Um, and that there is hope if you have trauma that maybe exposure therapy may help you depending on how you do it. Absolutely. And that we're all safe and that I see this as like the power of the mind, you Mm. know, you can look at it as, Oh my gosh, you know, my memories are so malleable or pliable and, and, and change all that stuff. Or you can see it as a way to say, like, I, I don't need to be trapped by those memories and instead choose to kind of live in the present because, you know, that's... I feel like the more you practice mindfulness, the more you're present in the moment, the less those memories... I don't know, maybe kind of control you or you can choose and you can choose how you want to access them. You know, whenever I do lectures on uh, sexual abuse, I always start with a containment um, like guided meditation where I'll have somebody like pick, you know, tell them to find a safe place in their mind and imagine a box and then they open the box and that's where all of the heavy stuff goes and then when we're done we close the box and they can store it somewhere safe in there and just doing those little things and telling your brain to hold that information somewhere your brain does it Mm -hmm. it's crazy like our brains are you can tell your brain to do a whole bunch of stuff and instead of just letting it be on autopilot like let's be the let's be the the navigators the 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 guides you know Mm mm-hmm Well, and it sometimes annoys me because it's like our brains feel so weak and pliable. But if given that that's the case, use it to your advantage, like you're describing. Yes. Like try to make it work in a way that's helpful. And like, and I, I think especially with trauma and stuff like that, writing things down is so powerful because I'll say, and maybe why this touches me is that sometimes the thing that's the most re-traumatizing, especially about like my own stuff that I've been through as a child and uh, my own traumas, it's the questioning my memories of like, did that really happen? Because mm-hmm. one of the like hallmarks of, of you know, a, a, a sexual abuse especially is the perpetrator convincing the victim that you know, it, what it didn't Questioning happen. Reality, Questioning yeah. question. Yeah. One of the things mm-hmm. that the victim does is question reality. So, you know, question. And so sometimes I have to write things down. And even when I was going through my divorce, my friends told me who like my uh, friends from school said, right. Okay. Get out a pen, write down. You are a rational person with sane thought. Like, and so I could keep going back to that because anytime that you doubt, you just have to like find that moment of strength, find that moment of clarity when you have like that solid understanding, then write down those feelings. And then when you're feeling like you're, you know, in that trauma moment, just look back at what your clear level-headed mind said. And you'll be like, oh, Mm -hmm. right, right, right. That's here and now. That's happening in the present. I'm good. 
There you go. Yeah. Woo! Look at Susie. It's always like therapy when I come on. I had no idea I was going to cry about that. But holy shit, is that book good. And people should definitely join our book club because I am going to ball like a baby this month. I feel like a total asshole because I don't love it as much. And I... But I know that everyone else does in the whole world. Yeah, I love so it. So I know why, and it's because I studied prosperity gospel and, like, self-help culture for mm-hmm. my dissertation. So I'm, like, maxed out. Mm-hmm. But people friggin' love the book, and it speaks to women especially. So I'm glad that we'll have a robust conversation in our book club, I'm Yes, sure. and it's hilarious because it all sounds like stories I could have written and... uh and I was like, yeah, no wonder you like it. Because you have to hear me talk about this all freaking day. No, I, no, it's no. basically like the stories. You no, know. a lot of it has to do with like the watering down of religious language to uh, be repackaged as yes. like secular self-help and whatever. Yeah. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, Ah! so um, I watched this video on, um, let's see, Business Insider, and it was just kind of saying how the toilet paper industry coped with the <laughs> demand during the quarantine thing. Yes. And one thing that I or thought was so interesting. Did they? Well, not, I mean, they couldn't do much because, you know, half of the industry built, makes um, commercial toilet paper and you can't oh. just like swap one for the other. And it oh. wasn't that we were pooping more. It was that we were pooping at home more. So we needed oh a specific kind of roll. <laughs> Nobody so, wants that one ply shit. <laughs> right in that gigantic roll that's Ridiculous. like you see in the mall and stuff. Yeah, I did come really close to to like trying to go to a place and steal one of those because we they were they were out of toilet paper. Right, you got to do what you got to do. I was like, damn. What if steal. that's why you would end up in TMZ because you stole stole TP. a roll of toilet paper? I feel like people <laughs> would have understood in those tough times. Yeah, you'd be a hero. You'd yeah. be like that person who stole the cheesecake from the cheesecake factory during the protests. Oh my god! Did I did that? not see that, that. hero. That like they were just hero. walking around that's with funny. a plate with cheesecake on oh it. And I was like, gosh. "That's a hero!" Right Shout there. out to the Golden Girls. There you go. Okay, so what I thought was so interesting though was that there were other countries experiencing the toilet paper shortage, but mm-hmm. not all of them. And they were saying that it's only in countries where that's like really a big deal because. Basically, what people hoard in these situations is whatever gives them a sense of control and comfort. And so Mm -hmm. in India, for example, they don't really give a shit about toilet paper, so to speak. But they ran out of wheat flour. So whatever recipes they make with wheat flour were comforting to them. And in China, it was rice. It wasn't toilet paper. That makes sense. Oh, my God. That makes sense. It does, but it doesn't because I thought, well, everyone poops. So you would think uh, everyone would think that was required, but uh, other people must not mind using like paper or a magazine or whatever. No, I, I, it's the it's just the technique because if you travel, we're like a lot of countries mm-hmm. that I go to use a little bucket, right? They don't even yeah. use toilet paper. Yeah, and it would seem ridiculous because a lot of places just have a hole in the ground, right? And that's like so totally like, normal them, and like totally no fine, problem. and it's like mm-hmm. not even a big like. It's not my favorite, but. You know, it's like, that's how they do it. So it would be crazy to go and like all of a sudden 
never purchased toilet paper before and now you're going to? Yeah. So, yeah. But if you were no. fearful about, like, you think if I run out of this, what, like, I will, n- things will not be okay. And for yes. us, that's toilet paper. And maybe that's the, that speaks to the abundance of food that we have. Well, that's true. Good point. In the United States and how that was not a worry for us. Yeah, we knew that would be there. But maybe, yeah, interesting. I like there that. You go. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. like that, but I think it's fun to think about. The last story I will share, it was sent to us by a brainiac named Jen, who, um, it was in the New Yorker, and it was the history of the cod piece. Oh my goodness, I read this. What did you think of it? Yes, well, I mean, I didn't read all of it, I will say. I just kind of, <laughs> I, I didn't think that this was a real thing. I almost thought, and this is funny, as I was reading it, I was thinking, I have somehow in my mind labeled all stories that happen in medieval times as fantasy of, like, dragons and, like, all that. Like, it almost, like, I forget that there's an actual period of time in which there were, like, knights and, and like, that. Yeah. So it's weird. It does weird. seem it, made up. It seems like a made up part mm-hmm. like weird to me i i don't i can't explain it i know it's weird but well i didn't even know this that. was such a thing that would require a history of but evidently tell me is. more tell me what well, i missed just, in this article they were just saying that like it initially started because they needed some way to keep their syphilis meds <gasps> on their penis <sighs> and they didn't want it to get on their clothes so they started wearing this like pouch Mm-hmm. Over that area to kind of keep the medicine on, like almost like a band-aid kind of or a bandage. Oh my God. Yeah, really missed the takeaways from the. I got the <laughs> I got the headline and that's it. But then it sort of evolved into a bit of a fashion statement, and they would get real yes. big ones to make it look like they had big wieners, and then they would use it as a pocket for like an orange or a mirror or even a pistol, which seems ill-advised. Is that a big <laughs> stick in your codpiece, or are you just happy to see me? Or are you about to? shoot off your penis with a pistol oh my god and then it went out of fashion suddenly and more feminine features became trendy like ruffles so the cod piece was short-lived i suppose weird but like how did this really affect syphilis (laughs) well it kept the medicine from getting on their right but did nothing about the transmission yeah because let's face it they were probably using like essential oils right there was no medicine oregano or something right there's syphilis yeah it was like a leech or i don't know yeah it wasn't like antibiotics right oh my gosh yeah that was just an odd everything during that time well i funnily enough i read a different article that was about the this big chalk drawing i'd never heard of it but it's in england it's 180 feet tall but it's like on the ground and it's of a man, and they dated like it to the, the erect, medieval. Like the erect penis Yes. One? Yeah, what is going on with that? Okay, well, they said, they said they dated it to the medieval period, which is older than they thought, and they were able to do so thanks to snail shells that they found in the soil, and that they believed that the erect penis was originally smaller, but during the Victorian era, no. it was stretched to, to merge with the belly button, and now it's bigger. What? <laughs> oh so my like, god! That you is know, there's so like funny. this chalk 
guy, and then there's this wiener and balls, but it's like pointing yeah. up. Yeah. And they were able to date it, and then they were like, oh, by the way, his penis grew over the years. What year did they say? What what time period? They just said the medieval period. Oh, medieval period. That's That might be. Because when I went to... Uh, 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 I, it, someplace near Pompeii in Italy, like, and saw, like, there's, there, you can, like, walk through, I think it was Pompeii, actually, but -hmm. you can walk through, like, the ruins, and, uh, there, on the doors, there were, like, pictures of erect penises everywhere, and it was a thing that was, like, a symbol of good luck then. And so, like, the, the penis is, f- an erect penis has forever been, like, a symbol of, like, good luck. Or sure. For, f- you know, fertility, fertility yeah. and all that stuff. So, I think it's only now that we, like, giggle at it because, like, we've been taught to, like, I don't know, cover it up with a cod piece and stuff like that. But What if this guy was just, like, really into chalk? <laughs> Made him real <laughs> horny. He, like, got a, bor- <laughs> he got a boner over it. <laughs> so, yeah. but, like... It what I don't understand the chalk part though that it's made out of. Like I thought this it was is what I wondered. Because like how does it not you like know just more blow than away? I did. I didn't even know this this thing existed. So I didn't either until I saw a picture of it recently. Okay, <laughs> they referred to it as chalk, but I don't get the same as you how this is still intact. Right? Because wouldn't it like it's not like like you know like crop circles where it's like laid down yeah yeah i think so too like chalk is like a weird word we just think of like something and then when it what when it rains it washes away like the like the hopscotch squares i just drew Yeah, we're not falling for that scars i don't get it so i don't either i don't either but now they know when it existed and that the penis is bigger than it used to be there you go my god that's so funny what if everybody was like (laughs) using that as like a comparison like all the people at that time were like flipping it up and holding it towards their belly button to be like not long not nope nope (sighs) only i could be i don't measure up that's funny Yeah. yeah Uh, one last thing before we go, I read an article about the way that you calculate the age of your dog, which <gasps> is not what we think. Susie, tell me everything. How old is Bo? Oh my God. Well, it's not seven it years. Saying, no. Oh my goodness. They said that like basically the way that it works is it's super front loaded. So they age, uh-huh. a one-year-old dog would be 30. Whoa. But then a 12-year-old dog is 70, so it, like, slows oh. down Oh, good, time. good. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, so she's looking like she's, like, 65. Let's she should have been able to do that thing. hike. What's her, <laughs> what's her um, do- dog age? Like, what's Question mark. It, they say somewhere between 10 and 12. Oh, dang. About. Like, some, one place I took her was like, oh, she's six. And I'm like, that's not true. And then, but everywhere we go, people are like, oh, look at the old lady. So I know she looks like an old, she's an old lady. And she, they, my, you know, cousin vet put her at about 10 years old. Okay. 10. Yeah. Interesting. So like 60 or 70. Yeah. According to this article. Yeah. Which is what you thought. Yeah. But it's say, like you, mainly it applies to the younger. younger dogs. Yes. Yeah. Cause, yes. Because when you do that, oh, Okay. So by the time they're one, they're like a you know an adult, thirty years old. And when you do the math at about ten years, she's about seventy. So that is yeah. seven years right. for each year. Okay, yeah. I see that. That makes t- that makes way more sense. Then so how come taking her on these godforsaken hikes? What my aunt is is <laughs> over seventy and she hikes miles, so she can do it. And all right, okay. 
Poor Bo. Yes. No, I do, I will say she's <laughs> definitely good. But we did we got her an uh, uh, or our have on our list to buy these amazing vests that go on dogs that keep them cool. So like she won't oh overheat and it's like, it's very important cause it's hot out there. And, uh, <laughs> and so you like dip it in, in water and it like gets into this gel and you just put it on it back and it reflects the yeah. sun. And so she's going to be set. That she's nice just going to be night. like cruising from now on. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You learned a lot. Thanks to Tina and pickles and <laughs> the whole gang, yes. the survivor contestant. Mm. And you taught me right. a lot about the history of ice cream, so thank you. Or ice cream We learned a lot so thank today. You. Yes. We learned a lot. Don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe and follow us on social media. Yes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.